Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now, today I've got for you one incredible story of nuclear revenge. When a student finds out that his three friends are planning on doing something terrible to a girl at a party, he decides that he can't just sit back and watch. He has to get involved and stop them right away. However, he decides not to go to his parents, the school, or even tell the police. Instead, he takes matters into his own hands and gives us this amazing story of revenge. Try to drug an innocent girl at a party? No, not while I'm here. So, to put it simply, I was a little idiot as a kid. I used to steal from stores and family, swear and throw things at random people walking down the streets. I was smoking from the age of 12 and I didn't give a dang about anyone but my friends. They were my real family, or so I thought, and the group of all five of us would cause trouble every single freaking day. My parents, though in my later years, have told me they should have been more effective in their discipline, really weren't to blame. I was just a mixed up kid. I used to think that doing all this stuff made me cool. I can't really describe how superior I felt when I made grown adults afraid of me, but it made me feel powerful, and power was something I craved when I was younger. I could go on and on about all my sins, but the fact is, I was just effed in the head. I've made amends where I can to who I could, but you're not here for self-flagellation. You're here for my revenge. So, long story short, when I was 16, my parents finally had enough. And despite all my tantrums and screaming and even some physical violence against my dad, they decided to put me in a school for troubled youth. I call it a school, but what it really was was a military institution that taught discipline in the most brutally effective ways, while throwing in some literacy and numeracy classes along the way. Without going into too much detail, I'll say that this school changed me. While aggressive, violent, cocky, and near homicidal when I was first dumped on their doorstep, the men who ran this camp broke me down. I was there for just over a year. No phone calls, no visits home, no access to the outside world. For one whole year, I had this camp and these counselors. These real life hard men teach me just how much of a poop stain I really was. By the end of my second summer, I was a changed kid. I'd fought and screamed and got on my butt kicked more times than I could count, but eventually I was beaten down. These men taught me that real men simply don't act the way I did, and that the type of path I was headed down would lead me either to jail or dead. They were brutally honest about it, especially this one counselor, James. By the end of my stay, I considered James a second father. Though I hated him at first for making me feel inferior, he really did me a favor, teaching me how toxic my behavior was. And to this day, I still think of him as something of a hero. He was the main person who deemed me ready to return home. But the backstory is getting really long. So let's get to the real story. When I returned home, I changed from an abusive little idiot to a somewhat civilized young man, ready to take on my last year of high school. I was nervous to go back since I'd adapted to the disciplinary school lifestyle. 
but I was also excited. I miss my friends and I hoped that they would just accept me back, despite the fact that I hadn't spoken to any of them in over a year. And to my relief, I was accepted back with open arms. One of my closest friends had moved states since I'd been away, but the other three were ecstatic to see me. Over the next few weeks, I settled down and I didn't spend a lot of time with them outside of school. My parents were kind of testing how much I'd matured since returning and were setting boundaries on when I could go out, how long I could stay out and where I could go, etc. I was determined to prove to them that I wasn't the same F up that had ruined their lives for all those years. So I followed their rules and so only really talked to my friends during school. Now, all of this is relevant because of what happened next. I had joined the school football team that all three friends were a part of. And one evening after practice, all my teammates were in the gym, sweaty and dirty, but pleased with ourselves. I was laughing and chatting with my three best friends, so much I didn't really notice that we were the last left in the gym. But that's when the conversation started turning bad. One of my friends, I'll call him friend one for simplicity, started telling me about a college party they were all planning on going to, and how they'd been crashing college parties for a few months now, since it was easy access to girls and booze. I was hesitant about it because I didn't think my mum and dad would agree to let me go. But then my friend started talking about this girl he was planning on inviting. A girl who went to the same school as us, but not one I thought my friend had any real relationship with. I knew her, but I didn't know her. He started to tell both my other friends and me that he'd been trying to get her into bed for a while and she kept making excuses. So we planned on taking her to the party and finally smashing. When I asked him in a joking way, what makes you so sure she won't reject you again? He looked me dead in the eye and said, as casually as you please, the most chilling sentence I have ever heard in my entire life. I'm just gonna slip something in her drink. It'll loosen her up, no problem. At first, I just kind of awkwardly laughed, thinking it was some effed up joke, but they weren't laughing with me. When I asked him if he was serious, he told me he was sick of her BS games and knew she was just stringing him along and that the pills would just make things easier. I could not believe my freaking ears. I excused myself from the conversation pretty quickly and practically bolted home, most likely driving through several stop signs, but I really don't remember. I spent the whole night convincing myself my friends must have just been messing around. A few more days pass and the conversation in the locker room is all but forgotten, though they hadn't shut up about the party and kept insisting that I just sneak out and join them. I got called a wuss repeatedly for telling them I wasn't going because of my parents, but again, I just brushed it off. Then the poop finally hits the fan. During yet another after-school training session, we all end up the last in the lockers, and my friend does something I never would have expected in a thousand freaking years. All three of my friends have been talking about the party this whole time. Then my first friend starts rummaging through his gym bag, He tells us all to look at this and tosses my second friend a small bag of little pink pills. Immediately, I feel the blood drain from my face and like a bomb going off in my head, a voice in my mind is screaming, holy heck, this is really happening. This is serious. Holy freaking heck. It's really hard to describe what I was feeling when my friend started going into detail about how he planned on inviting the girl to the party, slipping something into her drink, and making use of one of the frat boys' bedrooms for a few hours. I was sick. 
like I literally could have hurled everything from my stomach all over the floor as I listened to all three of them talk about how awesome the party was going to be after just describing how they were planning to R a girl. I couldn't take it. And again, I ran off. I actually did end up puking later that night, going over and over in my head what the F I'd just witnessed. I almost couldn't believe it. These three boys had been my friends for 15 years. I thought of them as my own family, thought I knew them better than anyone, but one year away and this? I'll tell you that I actually broke down crying that night and I'm not ashamed to admit it. What I am ashamed of is how long I took to actually get a grip and handle it. I knew I should have told someone, but in some effed up way, my loyalties were still screwed. Don't crucify me for it. I now know what I should have done, but I was 17 and these were my best friends. I didn't want them to get into trouble, but at the same time, I knew I couldn't let this go down. So instead of reporting all that I'd heard to an adult like a normal person, I decided I'd sort it out all on my own. So I went to my friend and told him not to do what he'd planned. I told him it was stupid dangerous and would ruin both his life and the life of the girl he was planning on drugging he didn't even blink he got right in my face and told me that the school i got sent to had turned me into a wuss that he hated how much i changed and had been trying to change me back with my second and third friend he even told me how they'd been talking about me behind my back and how they planned to give me a turn on the girl once my first friend was done with her just to show me what I was missing out on. Then he said something I'll never forget. He told me word for word, I'm just doing that little dog a favor. She's a freaking virgin. And after this party, your mum won't be the only one finally getting some. I punched him. We fought and we both got sent home on suspension for fighting. I couldn't freaking believe it. I was seething. My best friend had said that to me. My best friend had told me he was going to R an innocent girl at a party and I was the wuss for not wanting to join in. I was disgusted, sickened to my core and I was done with him. My parents were disappointed I'd gotten suspended so shortly after coming home, but I just sat quietly while my mum cried and my dad screamed at me. I know now that I should have told them, but after what my friend said to me, I had this insane notion in my head that I was going to get him back all on my own. And now to the revenge. After a weekend of being grounded, I went back to school and the first thing I did was seek out my friend. He was about as bashed up as I was, but he was sporting a nice black eye from where I'd hit him in the face. Our other two friends were standing with him and they all glared at me as I approached them. Then I did something that made me feel sick. I apologized to him. I told him I was sorry I hit him and that he was right. I had changed and I hated what the school had done to me and I wanted to go back to being the old me again. And surprisingly, they all bought it. My friend and I even hugged it out and I put the cherry on top when I told them I'd be coming to the party. Now for my dumb teenage plan. First, I started recording them whenever we were alone together. I wanted to get everything they said about the party and the girl they were planning on victimizing on tape. I knew I needed some kind of proof or it would just be my word against theirs. And after a few days, I'd gotten more than enough. But I wasn't done. No, my stupid self had a plan and I was going to fulfill it to the fullest. So the next thing I did was track down the girl 
take her aside and tell her everything she was angry and scared but i begged her not to go to the police or tell anyone i know again now that that was stupid as well but for some reason she listened to me i had a plan a crazy stupid plan to teach them all a lesson so i told her to tell my first friend that she was going to meet him at the party but to just stay home so she could stay safe Later that day, my friend started bragging about how the girl had accepted his invitation and that everything was going to plan. And I sat there, phone half out of my pocket, recording the whole dang thing. So the night of the party finally rolls around and I sneak out because, you know, I was grounded. I think it's worth mentioning that I wasn't filled with vindication and self-righteousness throughout the whole night. I was second-guessing myself. I had doubts but in some strange way, I felt betrayed. These three boys had been my brothers since before I could throw a punch, and I felt betrayed that they had gone down this road. What effed me in the head even more was the possibility that I might have been just like them if my parents hadn't sent me away. It was a strange moment of realization to come to in the middle of a crowded frat house surrounded by drunk idiots, but you take what life throws at you. So the night goes on, And my friend is getting steadily more frustrated that the girl he invited hadn't shown up. I'd make sure to keep him in my sights for the whole night, not wanting him to decide that any old girl would do if he couldn't take the one he wanted. I kept an eye on all of them, watching as they drank and drank while I stayed as level-headed as possible with some water in a beer can. When midnight came, all three of them were plastered and I knew that all the girls at the party would be safe by then. By this time, the crowd was dying down and a few people who couldn't hold their liquor were already passed out around the house. And now was my time to shine. While all three of them were occupied with a drinking game, I hunted in my friend's bag and found the bag of little pink pills. Here's where I did something that I'm not particularly proud of, but I'll tell you anyway. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I slipped one pill into three beers each and handed them to my friends and then I waited It didn't take long before all three were passed out on the floor along with quite a few other party guests I then took out a black permanent marker pen from my bag and wrote Ris on all three of their foreheads took pictures and immediately uploaded them to our school's facebook page so everyone who attended our school would see guys by the way sorry to interrupt here but as you can probably tell throughout this whole video you're not allowed to say certain words on youtube because the video will just get you know instantly age restricted so um yeah look on screen if you're not quite sure what i'm saying but i'm sure the majority of you will understand admittedly i didn't really think this part through since I not only did this in full view of every other conscious person at the party, but I also knew the photos wouldn't last long on the school sites before they'd be taken down. But since it was a small school in a small town, I didn't doubt that a whole bunch of people would see it before a teacher removed the photos. 
And that's exactly what I wanted. Next came the recordings. When I got home, I got a verbal bludgeoning from my parents for sneaking out, but they stopped when I finally told them what had been happening. They were both shocked and a little disbelieving, but when I played them both the recordings I'd saved on my phone, they were just as sickened as I was. I was silent in the car as my dad drove me to the police station, receiving a lecture about how I should have just come to him in the first place and what I'd done at the party wasn't necessary but I felt like it was at the time. My phone had already blown up with other students commenting on the pictures of my three ex-friends with RS written on their foreheads. And while a lot just laughed at them, many were questioning if there was any truth to it. It was what I wanted. I wanted everyone to know who they really were, so they had nowhere to hide. The hours at the police station were admittedly very scary. I was still debating with myself whether or not I did the right thing but my friends had chosen their own fates. I still felt hurt and betrayed that they'd allowed themselves to become this way. And even though I felt a little guilt for potentially ruining their future, I did what I thought had to be done. And long story short, the recordings were enough to get them all on charges of planning to commit a crime. Since the girl my first friend had been planning on drugging had been named, her parents were understandably furious and demanded that all three of my ex-friends be arrested. I would have been too, were it not for the girl telling her parents and the courts that I'd warned her to stay away from my friend and the party. I was charged for my use of an illegal substance since I admitted to using the pills on my three ex-friends and also for battery since the permanent marker was seen as a form of assault. But luckily, I never got jail time. I did get a boatload of community service though. All three of them were tried as adults in a case of attempted R, but only my first friend got actual jail time since he was the one who'd got on the pills and was the only one who admitted to wanting to use them. The other two only got probation and community service for being accessories, but were completely shunned in our town. No one ever let them forget. I was prepared for the backlash, ready to be jumped by them or something. But strangely enough, I think seeing my first friend go to jail for what he did knocked some sense into the two of them and they wised up enough to actually get into college without football scholarships since they were both kicked off the team. They never came anywhere near me again, which surprised me, but I no longer cared. In my mind, my friends were dead to me long before all of this went down. And by the time I moved away to college, it was all behind me. I'm in my final year of college now and I still think about those three sometimes. I think about how, if my parents hadn't sent me to that special school, I may have ended up just like them. Oddly enough, I do miss them at times, but I know it's the memory of the kids I miss, not the men they've turned into. I thank my parents continuously for sending me to that place, and I've even got some approval from my old teacher James when I felt man enough to tell him what happened. I don't know what will happen to my first friend when he gets out of jail, but a part of me hopes he learns his lesson and moves on with his life, like I have. James called me a few days ago just to check up, and I told him this whole story, which is kind of why I'm now telling the internet. I guess the moral is to stand up to your friends when you know they're doing wrong, but maybe not in the stupid way I did. Always involve others more qualified to deal with situations you're not sure about, even if you're a headstrong, stubborn as F teenager who thinks you know everything. 
Oh my god, I don't even know where to start with this story. Just insane. Look, I understand that legally OP did something that he wasn't supposed to do in terms of drugging this friend with the same drug that the friend planned on using to do horrible things to this innocent girl. But ultimately, would him just telling the police or his parents about it have had the same impact? I'm not sure it would, you know. I actually think there are quite a lot of similarities between OP and him being sent to a military school and him kind of having his life turned around for him, but him also accepting that fact and him realizing that, you know what? Actions are very important and making someone understand how disgusting they're being by doing the same things onto them is a more effective way of, you know, educating them and having them realize how much of a horrible person they are than just them getting in trouble in the first place. Does that kind of make sense? For example, you know, when OP would have been at school with his old friends in the past and he said he was a horrible kid and, you know, didn't really do well in education. I assume that he got a lot of detentions and suspensions and stuff like that, but they didn't really seem to have any long-term effect on him. Whereas going to that military school and being disciplined and, you know, taught by people like James how to be a proper person and not be a horrible one seemed to have more of an effect on him. Now take that to what's just happened in the story. Say OP had just told the police and these guys had been given some community service or gone to jail for a tiny bit of time. I don't know if that would have had the same effect as giving them the drug, writing that word on their forehead, taking a picture, putting it on the school's Facebook page. I assume that everyone saw it or at least it was saved. And you know, I'm pretty sure that their parents would have seen it. That is like top level embarrassment. And just like, you know, if anything is gonna make you realize what you're doing, that will. Even more than going to jail in the first place. That's what I think anyway. So to have that incredibly dramatic effect, I think OP did the right thing. Yes, it's illegal, obviously, giving someone that pill, but you know, to stop them doing something that is just terrible, not much is worse than that. I think it was all right, you know, I really do. What do you guys think? Do you think OP should have just, you know, gone to his parents immediately when he heard his friends talking like this or gone straight to the police or, you know, done this amazing plan of revenge? It's a tough one because ultimately it was illegal what he did, but it was incredible. Up to you. What do you reckon? Comment down below. As for his actual friends or I guess ex-friends now, yeah, I mean, I have nothing to say to them. Someone that would even think about doing something like that, I don't even want to think about. So I'm um, not even going to talk about that. That's just horribly disgusting. But OP, I think you did the right thing there. Congratulations to you on stopping something, by the way, that would have been unbelievably catastrophic. You're an absolute legend. Doesn't even matter how you went about stopping it. You stopped it. That's the important thing. Good lads. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash nuclear revenge. Really hope you have enjoyed it. Um, if you did and you want to see another episode quite like this one, check out this video on screen. If you're new to the channel and you want to see more from me each and every day, subscribe up here and turn notifications on so you get notified every time I post a video. And if you do that, you'll get a notification tomorrow when I post a brand new one. So see you all there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.